You're listening to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check us out on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Welcome back. It's time for episode 182 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. I'm Kyle. He's Corey, and I'm Carlos. <laughs> oh my god, we step away for a bit, and I think Corey has completely forgotten how to podcast. Is he even still part of the call? I have no idea. <laughs> oh shit, there we go. Hey, welcome back, bud. Yeah, it's, it's been that kind of, uh, I, I've been missing it, to be honest. It's true, man. I'm, I've been uh, itching to get back here, man. It's true. I do feel rusty. I feel like I should be, you know, sitting on the couch watching TV. Well, <laughs> if this is the type of night we're in for, maybe you should just go do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I, I moved some, I did some heavy stuff to be able to be, be here. Oh, oh God. yeah. I know what heavy things mean in your world, and I, I question that. I'm just not a fan of technology. <laughs> <laughs> Where does this plug in, man? <laughs> I miss you, Corey. <laughs> well, it's because I hate it. It's like right away, it's like, all right, microphone's becoming your speaker. And you're like, what? Why would you want to do that, you stupid computer? <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, lovely. You guys, have you guys out there missed this? These shenanigans right off the hop. Oh my god, here we go. So anyway, guys, it's been it's been it's been a minute since we've gotten together. How how has your miniature break been? I'm I'm feeling good about it, man. Like honestly, like I've been getting out there. Like I think I biked like 10k today. Went swimming in some pools. Just just it's summer, man. Full bloom. It's awesome. Barbecues. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like you just went biking and then just stopped and just jumped in random people's pools? Well, yours for one. Yeah, you were home watching uh, Far From Home. You're like, yeah, make a little Kyle. Uh, stop at Kyle's. We know he's not there. Just take a little dip. Did you really do it's that? Quite nice. No. But ah. I, I, really, I, was, I was going to. But then I, just, I went to my other friend's house. You know, it's funny. I, t- I tell people that. Like people that I know, I'm like, if, hey, look, if I'm not home and you want to come for a swim... Open the gate and jump in the pool. Don't drown because then I get in trouble. <laughs> but feel free. Like the neighbors might look and stare, but it's fine by me. Like if you want to jump in my pool while I'm not home, as long as like I, I'd rather somebody just uses the hell out of this thing because it's open for such a short period of, of the year. Go for it. Jump in the pool. Nobody has ever taken me up on it. I'm going to trust me. If you keep saying it, I will do it. Take a picture. Send me. <laughs> that would be kind of creepy, but you know. Oh, imagine seriously, like a selfie, me in the pool. Hey, man. <laughs> there's a, there's a floater like right behind him. Oh, dude. Why do you gotta ruin it? Okay, I take uh, it back. Nobody is allowed in my pool anymore without me being there. Floater. You took away all my goodwill. Well, that's just the best part. Maybe I was in your pool today. You'll never know. You don't know what I did in there. Better check your filter tomorrow. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go buy some live lobsters and put them in the pool. 
That's, that, that would be actually hilarious. My son, I'm pretty sure my son would just dive in like a little pearl diver, swim to the bottom and grab them. I'm mm. sure he would do that. We, were, we went down to the, uh, we walked down half a kilometer to the lake today. And my daughter thinks she sees a snail, but it would, in actual fact, it was a, a huge leech just quite, kind of coiled up. Yeah. Yeah. And my son just is like, oh, I'll grab it. And he just reaches into the water and pulls out the leech. And he's got this huge sucker of a leech in his hand. And we're like, what are you doing, man? And he he did not care. Those things are ugly, though. Holy cow. Yeah, gross. Like, seriously. Yeah, not cool. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, Carlos, how's your break been? It's, been? it's been a few weeks since we got to talk. Have you been enjoying summer at all? Uh, actually, you know what? I'll have, I'd have to say that I actually am. I... Um... I missed uh, our Father's Day episode because uh, I was uh, ooting a boot, and um, then we had the uh, the break, and uh, I actually went to uh, the Six Flags Park up here, La Ronde, uh, last Monday, uh, which was uh, our uh, Confederations Day here in Canada, so Canada Day, and um, I spent uh, I don't know probably eight hours. Uh, at La Ronde. It was really, really nice. Got a nice tan. And then um, Friday of this week, I also had a day off. So I had a three-day work week and uh, I went to the beach in Ontario, in uh, Longso in Ontario and um, with the kids. And it was, it was it was nice. I had, uh, you know, I'm actually enjoying summer a little bit. I bought a barbecue today. A little nice. charcoal bar. Nice charcoal barbecue. You know, you got that smoky charcoal flavor. But oh, yeah. then your cl- your clothes smell of charcoal. You got. Yeah, I I have one of each. I've got. Well, I've got a smoker. I've got a propane uh, barbecue, and I've got a charcoal. They're all lined up. Nice. <laughs> you you need the pizza the pizza oven now. One of those nine hundred dollar pizza ovens. <laughs> They're badass too. <laughs> Don't tempt me. I love I love uh, to, I love cooking outdoors. I you could talk me into it. Dude, I'll be honest with you. I, I came I came across this uh, crazy uh, pizza crust uh, recipe uh, with a cauliflower, and well, I I kind of modified it to have cauliflower and almond flour, um, and it's actually uh, it actually keeps its shape. It doesn't fall apart. It doesn't crumble. Hmm. Yeah. You didn't pick this up good. off uh, the chef show, did you? No, I, I used to, uh, a couple of years ago, I made just a, a plain cauliflower crust uh, and you got to put egg in it and a lot of cheese and bake it first. Uh, but I started uh, cooking a lot more with almond flour recently and um, I made crackers a couple of months ago. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm getting uh, all up in the almond flour and I figured, yeah, you know what, I could uh, throw that with the cauliflower and make a pizza crust and wow, did it ever work. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah. You can, if you can make a pizza dough that is actually half decent for you and tastes pretty good, there, there, ladies and gentlemen, there is no reason why you cannot have pizza seven days a week. Oh, shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it. <laughs> no, but I mean, really, I mean, you could you can mix up the variety of pizza and do it all week long with cauliflower because it's it's it, you're you're in a different world now if you're if you're leaving the flour behind. 
Yeah, you're you're dropping all the gluten. You're still getting the carbs from the cauliflower, but it's like a fibrous uh, carb as opposed to a sugar or a glucose carb. Yeah. So it is it is a little bit better, but I mean, you're not gonna have it every day. I mean, you could. I mean, I I would have. Well, I mean, past. you could do a sensible thing and switch to a to a fajita for for a night or two. Nobody nobody's gonna say no to that. Mm. Only an idiot. An yeah. idiot would say no to that, but. A slippery slope because then you start you just start throwing in bread here and there and then before you know it you're 382 pounds <laughs> <laughs> don't try to stay away from that you, you know, guys want to see what it looks like when you don't eat a lot of carbs you go check out my instagram i got a couple of shirtless uh, pictures up there whoa hey why don't you send some of those tasty nudes over to uh <laughs> to rob <Yeah>. and, uh, <laughs> roman <laughs> they're tasteful though it's only only for rob <laughs> None of the tasty ones. Actually, no, they're pretty tasty too. I oh, keep there getting go. comments. There you go. You're, you're so gross. I know. You love it though. I know you do. You know, you're getting I, all I red. Thinking my head. It. Every time I see you, every time I t- see you post something without a t-shirt, I'm, I just shake my head. That's what I do. That's okay. You know why? Because yeah, he says he shakes his no. He, sh- he says he shakes his head, but what he's not telling you is that he's shaking it up and down. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something else, but we're not on Sith Disturbers. But, um, yeah, you know why I don't have t-shirts anymore, Corey? None of them fit. None of them fit because <laughs> two people could fit in them now. <laughs> so I'd rather not. Well, you know, I, I mentioned uh, the chef show. And that, yeah, that's I one... saw it with Robert Rodriguez. I never saw that. It's good, man. It's I mean, yeah, it's, it's fun. I've made no, no mistake or no secret of my of my love for John Favreau and all that he does. So this is his show. This I guess that comes out of um a love of cooking that he, either he's had his whole life or that he developed while making chef. So now he has this this Netflix show called The Chef Show. And it's it's, it's the like half hour episodes kind of split into two mini episodes where he has celebrity friends or or uh comedians. Bill Burr was on an episode. Which, really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it was. I think the first episode, half of it had, if I'm not mistaken, the first episode had Gwyneth Paltrow in the first half, and then Bill Burr was in the second second half. Well, now that kind of explains the connection with him being in the Mandalorian. Yeah, like, these guys are friends. Yeah, and it, it got me thinking that I hope we get down the line uh, Pedro Pascal chef show segment because he, there was one. Um, these must have been filmed like, a while ago. Like it had Tom Holland. It had Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige. RDJ. Uh, yeah. Downey Jr. was there as was – there was somebody else there. Uh, the Russo brothers. Yeah. So it had those five guys and, and I they were in Georgia. They were in Atlanta. And I, I think they were, must have been shooting Infinity War. But it was really cool, man. Like giving some behind-the-scenes talk about – uh, be, guys getting cast and just stories from the set and stuff like that as they you know just shoot the breeze talk about food and and stuff like that it was if you're into food and cooking like i i, I dig it it's it's a great show and it's john favreau i will support just about anything he does yeah, he yeah. loves cooking and he's very passionate about it and it comes through so i really like that he's very eager to learn in the show and he's such a nice guy too yeah, absolutely. It's 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 a really easy show to watch. So if you're looking for something to watch on Netflix and uh, you like nerd stuff, which is why you're listening to this, then uh, check out 
John Favreau's The Nerd Show or the 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 Chef Show. It is kind of a nerd show with food. But yeah, like I'm I'm pretty sure the Bill Bill Burr episode was was filmed uh, while he was doing his part for The Mandalorian, so I I really hope that season 2 of The Chef Show is just loaded with Star Wars guests. That would be so so cool. Uh what else? What else have you guys been up to lately? Yeah, just enjoying summer, man. I mean, lots of barbecues. Cook, cooking it up like shows like that inspire us to cook you know and like tonight we made just some fabulous shrimps they were they were like to die for man it was awesome or shrimp you made shrimp yeah shrimps yeah. shrimpers yeah <laughs> shrimp no, on uh, the bobby. <laughs> uh yeah same here man uh just trying to uh trying to enjoy the limited time we live outside when we're up here yeah, that's exactly it, man. Like I, 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 like I said earlier, I took a bike ride today, and two of my friends I had passed by to go see them. They're like, "You're crazy!" Like I can't believe you're biking in this. And like I'm like, "It's cooler standing here in the sun talking to you than biking." Like the biking, you're getting that nice fresh breeze. Like it was, yeah, today, today was gorgeous. I mean, today was for for my money. Today was perfect. It was yeah. Like yesterday, Breezy. yesterday was like punishing, suffocating heat. Yeah, and, but they got nice and cool at night, though. It was, yeah. It was, yeah, it dropped nice. Yeah, the temperature fell right off the table overnight for some reason. But today was just, it was like 80 degrees for for American pals, 26, 27 for our, our Canadian pals. Just nice, warm sunshine all day long. And we had already committed to go see Far From Home. Uh, but I, 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 I almost talked, I wanted to talk my wife out of it. I'm like, this it's too nice of a day to spend in it for you know three hours in a movie theater yeah but then you went and you're like yeah it was worth it yeah it was yeah i mean we all enjoyed far from home there's just there's there's no question it was it was it, it's a it, it was a blast it was an absolute blast i i oh, almost you could have watched not yet no i'm waiting for oh. my kid i yeah. promise I'd, I'd take him to go see it so okay so, i promise not to spoil 90 percent of the movie <laughs> <laughs> We should give Corey the Corey treatment when it comes to yeah. movies. Yeah, but at least I asked first. Yeah, just no, just, just one thing, just one thing. That's okay. You can tell me one thing about the movie as long as it doesn't spoil it. <laughs> I like I like cool things. Something like watch out for this. No, definitely fun. Um, I I caught up on the last two DC movies that that I had yet to see. I I got those out of the way. Aquaman and Shazam. Uh, those Aquaman was okay. I thought it was a bit too long. Uh, Shazam, I really liked. I really, yeah, me too, man. Yeah, I really liked Shazam a lot. Really, Corey, you like you like Shazam better than Aquaman? I did. That says everything I need to know about Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman was okay too. It was just very predictable and long for nothing. Well, ooh, that's a ringing endorsement. But um, it was still fun. I liked it, but yeah. No, I, I thought it could have been. T- it it almost suffered a little bit from the which which of the other DC movies suffers from that a bit with just like filling in like the ancient lore of what what was happening like two thousand five thousand years ago. It it gave me a little too much of that because I don't know if they're ever going to touch on that again. Because I think Wonder Woman Wonder Woman gives a little bit, but it's yeah. it's actually it plays into like just a little bit of backstory, um, and I, I think they did it well in that movie. But mm-hmm. 
I, I, yeah, I think Aquaman maybe went a little too far in that regard. If we had cut some of that out and just trimmed a little fat on Aquaman, it would have would have been a little bit to its benefit. But I, I, mean, I still enjoyed it. It's, it was still uh, good enough for me to not want to just walk away. But Shazam. But but Jason Momoa is fabulous. He's cool, yeah. man. Like he he was on he trimmed he trimmed all the fat. He, yeah, I mean, he's. I'm really happy for that guy. Not that I know him or really know too much about his career. You know, I was, he was on the repeat of SNL last night, and he's just having so much fun right now being Jason Momoa. Yeah, man. And I'm just like, just, just do like have fun, dude. Like life's short. You're killing it right now. So just go out there and and murder the spotlight. Just have fun with it. And he is. He is no doubt having so much fun with Aquaman, with Game of Thrones, all of it. And uh, I'm glad for the guy. I don't know if we'll get to see Aquaman 2. I think we will because it did pretty damn well at the box office. So as far as I'm concerned, the longer he can stick around, the better. Uh, what else What else we got going on? Um, you were going to say update. something about Shazam. Where you liked it better because... It didn't have that. Oh, it was yeah, it was it, yeah, it was it was tighter. It was it's a more self-contained thing, and it's, nice. and it's also really fun. Like Zachary Levi, Levi is is pretty irresistible. Uh, the the kids are pretty cool. Uh, it's got a couple surprises. Like I don't know Shazam as a character very well, and so like a couple things happened in the movie. I was like, oh, nice! Like didn't see that coming at all. Can, can we all agree? Worst name for a superhero ever? Shazam. Pretty much. I, I bet you I could find a worse one. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I bet you. I, I bet you there's worse out there. And I, I know people, you can guys can chime in. If there's worse out there, <laughs> let us know. Um, Stranger Things season three. Anybody start on that yet? I haven't even finished season two yet. Yeah, I, I'm five episodes in on season one. Oh, you started. You took the recommendation. Yeah. Good for you. you, you I've always wanted it? to watch it, but ah, uh, yeah, it's actually I'm right up my alley, man. Like I've I always wanted you. to see it. Like I, I knew it's just I, I don't know. It's just I never had Netflix prior, and you know we've been engaged in watching other things at the moment, and so yeah. Anyway, I've been I've been watching it at nighttime, basically one or two episodes. It is everything eighties. <laughs> it's a little bit of Back to the Future. It's a little bit of Goonies. It's a lot of Goonies, actually. The visuals, like. The Stranger Things logo, very so 80s and the music, man. Oh, this, that, yeah, it's uh, all synth, man. Uh, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, we, we got, we're a couple episodes into season three. And so far, so good. You're liking it, yeah? Yeah, 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 for the sm- sure. The, smoke, the smoking's not offending you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? There was an article online about how the uh, the creators of Stranger Things are cowing to pressure from people who said that there's too much smoking in the show. So from now, from the next, the new episodes or season four, they're going to try to cut out some of the smoking. Well, I mean, it was the 80s. Isn't that what everybody did? Look, if they're worried about that, then they should not watch Mad Men. Oh, boy. Dude, I watched Mad Men. I'll be honest. I watched Mad Men. And I had to stop after five episodes because I, I'm an ex-smoker, right? So 
I was literally, I was nauseous watching for how much they were smoking in that show and drinking. Yeah, the drinking's fine, but the smoking, <laughs> the pickled <laughs> liver is fine. I can live yeah, with yeah, the yeah. crystallized liver. Just get out the cigarettes. Get them out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need hard, uh, hard arteries. Like uh, pickled, uh, pickled liver is okay, and it uh, it regenerates. <laughs> no, but seriously speaking, uh, that's really bad. No, I read that article today. I was dying of laughter. I'm like, oh my god, these people. What? Oh, I missed that. The went. God. People. <laughs> so people are complaining that it's it's Hopper, right? It's Hopper. The guy doesn't stop. It was literally a picture of Hopper with a cigarette in his mouth, like cowering over one of the kids. Well, if if my daughter was anything like Elle, I think I'd be a chain smoker too. <laughs> I'd be constantly worried. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, Montreal Comic Con was this weekend, and I, I mailed it in, man. Didn't do it. Didn't pull the trigger. Yeah, me neither. It was too nice, man, and. Well, <sighs> literally the only pull for me, because it was for me like not the most exciting guest list and alan tudyk pulled out a month or month or so ago so i was like okay well that's that that kills a huge portion of interest uh ray park did his makeup visit because he pulled out last year yeah i I, I, he's literally the only reason why why i wanted to go and i saw i'm following along on instagram and he seemed so cool he was just taking pictures with people they were putting them on instagram and i'm kicking myself going damn it like could have just gone and just just to meet Ray Park, get a picture, chat it up with him. But just like just doing the rough math, because I would have gone with the whole family. It would have cost us like close to 150 bucks just to go. And then the autographs, you were going to bring your Trivial Pursuit board to get Darth Maul on there? Or? Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's probably charging 70, 80 bucks for an autograph. You pay 20 bucks to park. You pay 10 bucks in gas. You know, you're, you're looking at... 200 bucks plus you know just just at least dude come on more than that probably you're right like i'm saying at least at conservatively 200 to 200 dollars plus anything else something yeah kids will want something plus whatever else i go in there and go oh god this this guy is selling comics for you know look at those dollar bins look at that 60 percent off offer oh my god i need that black series (laughs) yeah if i had seen if I'd seen any Star Wars figures I was looking for, I I probably would have would have ponied up. So I, I just we just made the choice. Forget it. It's too, it's too nice. It'll be too expensive. We'll we'll go see Far From Home instead, and that's that's what we did. So I can't complain too much. But yeah, it would have been nice to meet Ray Park. He seemed like he was having a good time. He put on a little show too. We saw that on Instagram. Someone handed out like a Darth Maul cosplayer gave him his double-sided saber, and he was throwing it up in the air like pizza dough. He was twirling it everywhere. He, does, he I think he does it at, at every con he attends, but yeah, man, just just good times all around. I, I just wish I could have cloned myself and been there for all of it. Anyway. I think, too, it's like, no, you got to have a lot of money to go there also. It's, I don't want to go there and just walk around. Like, I want to go there and just shop till I drop, kind of just find the best deals and beat people down for the best prices. Yeah, I mean, but still, like, still, like, for me, like, oh, BER, BER yeah. from, from Teen Titans Go would have been there, and you know, that that was another reason where I where I had to bring my kids if I was going to go, and they posted a video 
<laughs> from the from the show. And they had a bunch of kids from the ages, I don't know, four and up, four to 12 or so, or so. And they were just all screaming Night Begins to Shine into the mic, singing with them as they as they gigged. It looked like a like a blast, man. I'm I'm kind of sad that my kids didn't get a chance, but you know what? Uh, we had we had good weekend anyway. But let's uh, let's slowly leak into the uh, regular podcast here. Any? It's been a couple weeks. Do we have anything new to add to the collection? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! Wow! I, I got nothing. Yeah. Holy I smokes! No, I definitely do, man. Like. First and foremost, like I just want to throw a few out there, just for the boys in the nerd room. Lots and lots and lots and lots of Marvel Legends lately. Like I, I scored Omega Red, Sabretooth, uh, Hobgoblin, Shocker, Mystique, and Colossus. So yeah, I kind of went all out on that front. And uh, what else? I saw for the first time. I saw uh, the art, the second wave of the archive line. So the only ones that were left were there was one mall and two Anakins. So yeah, I definitely picked those up. Those were the only two I really wanted from that line anyway. I mean, the Scout Troopers really cool too, and Yoda would have been awesome as well. But I definitely wanted Anakin, that's for sure. So See, I'd got be, that I, one. I, I'd be skipping Yoda out of principle. <laughs> he's he's, he's ha- le- less than half yeah. the size. He should not be a thirty dollar figure. He comes with a snake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so other than that, I scored also that um, back in the day I had ordered that Cad Bane Funko Pop. It never panned out. And it, plus, I, pay, I think I paid like 23 bucks for it. But actually, I saw it this week on Amazon for 10 bucks. So placed an order for that. And the biggies, last but not least, I'm so stoked about this. They're out. They were available. I was shocked. They just need to. I just need to receive them. I'm so close. But uh, I placed the orders for both Mr. Ezra Bridger and chop rules my chopper c110p i'm super stoked to get those man yeah i've seen people like post like you know um i think it was a san diego comic-con exclusive from 2017 i want to say the the thrawn reason is his little office with those those little that's a nice one yeah so it's that diorama and people have placed uh sabine hera kanan ezra chopper and ahsoka you know, all obviously all characters from Rebels, and they're saying, oh, "Where we need Zeb now? We just need one member of the crew left. Where is Zeb? Like, what and are old they thinking? Why, are they, why is there no Zeb figure? I think it's going to be expensive to make because he's not a human. You know, the mold's not really there. Uh, it's I, I definitely think it would be a little more difficult to make, but I think they can make it so spot on. If you look at Rio, for example, like he was done so well. And Zeb could be just like that and perfect. And yeah, man, it's coming. It's gotta. It's gotta happen at one point. It's gotta happen. They gotta. Do, they have to do Zeb. Actually, you guys just reminded me. I almost picked up a Zeb, uh, three and three quarter. Um, that'd have been a good pickup, man. Yeah, I saw that one, and but I so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna amend my not collecting. I actually picked up a character a couple of weeks ago. But uh, it's been so long that I, I completely forgot about it. I picked up the Thrawn three and three quarter. Nice, nice. Yeah. Was, that, was that from the dollar store? Yes. Nice. Yeah, yes. I picked up like two of them. <laughs> yeah. No, that was, was, that was like, like oh. a dirty little secret. In, in at least around here, that was a dirty little secret. Where if you looked online, 
the Thrawn three and three quarter was was going for a few bucks. Yeah. And it could be had for four dollars at the dollar store. And they had exactly. plenty of them. Oh, there were only two, I think, when I went, and uh, there were a couple of Zebs also. But um, dude, actually, you know what? If there's a Zeb, dude, are you sure it's Zeb? Because Zeb's worth money, man. Like I, big time. I know, I know it's Zeb. I know who Zeb is. Seriously, don't mansplain me. Wait, is it? Okay, is well, it, uh, no, are you talking? It's the Rebel, the Disney Infinity figure. That's what you must be talking about. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's not yeah. the same. No, no, not the same. I'm, I'm, the the Thrawn comes with the the Rogue One packaging. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, this, no, I'm the not Zeb talking. is Disney Infinity. Yeah, Disney Infinity. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I actually did pick that up, and uh, that, see now it's all coming back to me. It was my, my son w- went to a birthday party, and we uh, went to pick up uh, uh, a toy for his his friend or whatever. So we got I bought a, a bunch of figures, and I threw in the Zeb and a couple of other maybe a couple of ships, if I'm not mistaken. But I kept the Thrawn for myself. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a really nice figure. Really nice figure. Yeah, it was well done. I like it. Um. I've been sort of busy. I think my most exciting addition to my collection has been, um, I, I've got, I just this past week, I inherited from work uh, a slightly damaged piece of Ikea furniture that was going to get tossed. I'm like, nope, this will match exactly uh, my display case for my Star Wars figure. So I will take this one. It'll fit perfectly with it. So now I've I've expanded my my display capacity for my collectibles by about 60%. Sweet. Yeah, I'm... I'm I'm slowly taking up too much space, but I can't help what is it. it. Is it a display case? Yeah, you know, like the, the tall one I have downstairs? Yeah. This one's about two-thirds the size. Nice. Yeah, well, my, my other one's a, a five-tier, five five-level. This one's three, so. It fits perfectly next to it, and uh, yeah, I, I just have to decide what I'm going to stock that with. But... Um, in terms of actual collectibles, I did find the vintage collection Leia in, in Boosh Disguise, which I'm happy about because that was that was a tough thing to find. I, I actually online or in the wild? Oh god, online. Forget forget the wild. I have not found anything in the wild. I don't even know. Everything I'm I'm getting now is is, is coming from the internet. Uh, 3PO, 40th, 40th anniversary. I got my hands on that, which. Again, I'm super happy about, which means I've only got R2-D2 left to finish off the 40th anniversary set. And the the saddest thing, Corey, I, I, I sent you a screen grab. Saddest thing. It slipped right through my fingers. I was, I was at my daughter's softball game, and somebody posted to Facebook Marketplace, 30 bucks for R2. Yeah, that's weird. I don't understand that. That's at the, I just want, either I'm unaware, or yeah. or the, I just need to get rid of this thing price so I was like, it was oh my gone God. yeah it, it was gone within minutes so I, I and the worst part is like all 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 the time when i find people selling stuff on facebook marketplace it's in the city and it's p- kind of a pain for me to organize picking that up either i get my wife to do it or we meet somewhere or in one case i had someone just mail it to me and yeah it's like this one was out of my way, but I could have driven there in 20 minutes. And it was like, oh god, damn it! I that, that that was I was so pissed off about that. But anyway, uh, I'm convinced I will find one because there, there are a couple online. They're just a little bit overpriced for what I'm willing to pay at this point. So I'll I'll try and wait it out. But eventually, one will fall into my lap. 
Otherwise, I've got uh, some other orders out there for the vintage collection. I've just I've just asked for them all to ship at the same time, so that uh, yeah, save on those pesky shipping fees. Uh, that's it, man. Collecting update over. Actually, you know what? My hyper real Vader has been kicked down the road. I, that should have been shipping now. I, I got an email from Amazon early last week saying, uh, the or this won't be available till I think early September now. No reason given. Did this, they charge you? No, no, you don't get charged until it ships. But uh, weird, weird that it got delayed like that. That's that's never a good sign to me. I, I wonder if they just don't have enough orders for it. So this is just the first step before they actually cancel it. I think I think uh, that's what it is, man. Because uh, I'm I just uh, I'm actually I've been on uh, Amazon this whole time, just uh, going through some of their stuff, and it's available. So I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 not a good sign. Anyway, if if they cancel it, it's not the end of the world. I I I'm not dying to have this. I just want to see how these hyper real figures uh, turn out. And like the, the one I scored. I got it off Amazon.com. It says this item will be released on August 1st. Well, maybe they've changed the date again. I don't know. It's it's very confusing. I don't understand. But yeah, if if it comes, it comes. If not, I'll live. No, you'll definitely live. <laughs> I, th- I think. I hope. <laughs> I sent you the link just so that you could see that it says uh, yeah, ships check on August out. 1st. All right, let's uh, let's check in with some the the non-existent Star Wars news. Uh, Daisy Ridley was out there again. She's still promoting Ophelia on a, on her press tour. She had an interview with USA Today, and the question of Ray's parentage came up again. And I don't I don't what I don't know what the hell's going on with this discussion, guys. Like beyond the theories and whatever the answer turns out to be in about five months from now. Let's just, I want to kick this around. Like, why are we so obsessed with this? Go ahead, Corey. I, I have the real answer, but I'll let you answer first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it's because we're all emotionally tied to it, man. I mean, there's more to Ray's upbringing than meets the eye. I think that was evident within TFA. Like, uh, there's that whole Kylo thing where he's like, what girl? That comment, it meant something to me. Like, her being dropped off on the planet. Like, J.J. had a plan for her and her future, and I think there's many reasons behind it. Like, you know, it's been a big issue for her throughout the entire story. Uh, Does it work if they're junkards and drunkards? Yeah, it still works. I mean, we've talked about it, like, Ray being her own, uh, whatever it is, you know, she made her way on her own. But I definitely think there's more to the story, and I think a lot of fans feel that way. I think it's, it's poignant. It's meaningful and it doesn't necessarily mean that her parents are kings and queens, you know, like just to get a little more information there, like the, the fans are passionate, you know, they, they want to know it's, it's an emotional thing for, for them and for her and it can mean something as well. And also it's like one of those things like where at this point, I mean, in all of cinema, I think it's going to be very hard for any film to top the I am your father moment, but now that our expectations have, we don't know what to expect. Basically, 
you know, Ryan set us up with one way. JJ's kind of set us up in another way, and it's very conflicting. Like, I, I won't deny that. It, it does work together as well. But at the same time, you know, like, you, you set someone up. Well, t- and t- then TFA can... begged us, right? It, it, it really made us – it wanted us to ask who she was. Yeah. And then Ryan kind of deflates you. So if we do get answers on it, it's kind of very like, oh, like I didn't see that coming kind of deal. You know, they want to subvert your expectations. <laughs> Watch it. That's, that's, that, that is now a trigger word. Mm. Well, okay, Carlos, I'll come to you in a second. I just, there's, a, there's one question and, and one answer from, from the, the interview. Uh, the question from USA Today was, there's been an intense obsession with Ray's parents and many fans were dissatisfied when they were revealed to be nobodies in The Last Jedi. Is there more to the story in the new film? And Ridley says, uh, J.J. Abrams did say the question is answered. So at the end of the film, you do know what the dealio is. Dealio. Um, (laughs) What's the dealio here? What is the dealio? I don't know, but like J.J. did say, like there's more to the story. So again, he's inviting us to talk about this again. So I, I, I the, guess there's more to it. Yeah, and it, like if, I, I think the Last Jedi gave us a pretty solid answer, and a pretty solid, um, not not f- like full rounding of of Ray's arc, but it brought her to a, pl- a place of acceptance of saying, no, it's who I am doesn't depend on who I came from. Like I'm me, and I'm capable of, I'm enough on my own. And I think that's sort of the takeaway we 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 were meant to take out of of the Last Jedi, and I and Lucasfilm keeps confirming that and, and sort of leaning in on that. But then on the other side, JJ is is telling us there's more, so he's the the hook is still baited for us to think that 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 big left turn in the plot is still coming. But Carlos, what do you what do you think? It doesn't. Well, before you say that, Kyle, like it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, there's more to this story. Yes, but it's not like said. Okay, like uh, her parents are very important people or whatever. You know, like we're, I think we're gonna get more information about them, but it doesn't necessarily retcon what uh, Ryan had done as well. Maybe it could work together, or maybe it's a complete fabrication on Kylo's part. You know, but for the most part, I think that it could still play off Ryan's. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, the door swings both ways at this point. But Carlos, go for it. Uh, the reason why everybody's talking about it is because JJ does not stop talking about it. <laughs> that is the only reason. If if what they wanted or what the the whole plan was for her parents to be no one, then JJ has to say, no, no, we're moving on from that storyline. We, her parents are no one. But the plan was never for her parents to be no one. And Ryan's job was just to push that question off. Because in reality, it doesn't matter who they are in the sense that it shouldn't change who she is and what she does. Because what she does is a choice to do the right thing. Yep. But... We all have parents. We all come from something and from someone. So like Corey said before, if if they do happen to be a couple of drunkards who sold her off for drinking money, 
I don't think they're going to go that way. I think it's 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 too um, uh, enticing to, to 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 make it a little spicy and and make it somebody that we might know. But at the same time, it doesn't it doesn't really matter, does it? No. Uh, because the only reason why it matters is because JJ wants it to matter. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I can't remember who said it, but I think. Yeah, they did whatever they planned during TFA. Uh, one, I think after the Last Jedi came out, somebody it may have even been Daisy Ridley during the press tour for the Last Jedi. She had said something to the effect that uh, they they had a different plan in mind for Ray's parents, but Ryan went elsewhere, and which I, I suppose is his prerogative, and maybe he maybe he felt it makes a more compelling story. Which hey, fine, uh, but. Ra- I don't think Ryan went elsewhere. I think they just they're taking a different road to get to the final or or, or that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Subverting expectations. Like that's it. Like you, you make people start doubting themselves. You know, they we just don't know anymore. And that's kind of fun, man. Well, yeah. it, it, kind of, it would kind of be crappy if we like, okay, we're we, we know we're getting something on this, but like it would be crappy by the end of the last Jedi if wow, like we know all of everything about Ray. You know what I mean? Like it, it's nice to have that mystery. Yeah, I think what Ryan did was was provide I, JJ, I guess, or, or at one point Colin Trevorrow with the fork in the road to say you could you could take it this way where she's a nobody and make it about her and her choices or to this side where it becomes about lineage. And this is a, a saga about about family. So, uh, you know, you can take your pick. But I think our, I think our friends at the the uh, Star Wars Shadow Council have kind of presented the case where. You can kind of make it a bit of both, where Ray, to this point, uh, she is who she is because of the choices she makes, not because of who where she comes from. Like she's a good person, she's she's smart and she's you know, strong-willed, and she's just, she's just good, inherently good, and that's because of the choices that she makes. It's not because she's Luke's daughter or because she, she whatever. That's just can who I- she is. Can I, can I just say, like, um, if we look at the original trilogy, okay, you look at the story for Star Wars, and it was like, okay, plot holes everywhere. And then uh, you have episode five, and pretty much a masterpiece, but open-ended. And then a little bit of a downer with uh, Return of the Jedi, in my opinion. Well, I mean... Yeah, okay, we, we get a conclusion, but, I mean, the movie itself wasn't great. But when you go to the prequels and you look at the actual story, let's storyboard the prequels, okay? How awesome is that story? I love the story of the prequels to me, I love. I think it's it's incredible. I don't think there's anything in the prequel that's storyboarded that's not epic and amazing what George decided to put on the screen and how they got to what they put on the screen might have missed, uh, whether it be directorial choices or, um, you know, the type of uh, character interactions and things of that nature. But the actual, the overall arcing story is quite good. And, you know, the reason why it's good is because they were working from an endpoint. They knew right away how they were going to end 
which is awesome. And I think that with the sequel trilogy, they did the same thing. Yep. Whether they knew where they were going. Yes. JJ wrote uh, the, the uh, episode seven, but there's there's an overarching story that that exists there. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Before they even sunk their teeth into any of this, like a lot of the things at the beginning were saying like, no, each film is going to be independent of one another and each director is going to get to do whatever the heck they want. No. I don't believe that in one second. I think it was... No, the directors, like, directors are, are going to have... Uh, they had their carte blanche to direct the movie. And write as well, but th- this, yes, is what but they, this is where you're beginning. This is where the story ends. Exactly. Do whatever you want in between. Exactly. So I, I don't, I don't buy this. Oh, uh, Ryan changed what JJ. No, what Ryan did was make it interesting for the third part, because if ding, everything ding, ding, follows, ding, ding. if everything follows sequentially, and you can see everything coming, then where's the apex? Where's the, where's the, the shock moment? Where's that's part of filmmaking. It's like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. So, Ryan is the wrench. In in the in this trilogy, <laughs> he and, is. and and but in a good way because if if everything's telegraphed, why watch it? Well, I think that's you know part of it. I think is is that people are not looking to be told a story; they are looking for confirmation on their theories. Well, those people need to go away. <laughs> Shoo! <laughs> spray yeah, them. No, spray just... them with Windex. Yeah. <laughs> Bad kitty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I agree with with pretty much everything you just said there, Carlos. That's and that yeah, there's, there's a lot there, but I, I I can't argue with that. Yeah, that's just my that's just my cause that's it, like when I keep I keep going back to the prequels, and the reason why I like them so much, despite all the bad stuff. Uh, is the fact that the Jedi being cornered on Geonosis and being saved by the true by the clone troopers, and then the clone troopers turning on them, and uh, all the different battles that take place in Revenge of the Sith, and finding Anakin and getting him off that planet and having him help the Republic. Which he's gonna end up like, th- like I said, when you're building the story from an endpoint, and you could say, okay, this is where we're ending. How do we get here? And you can work your way backwards. It, you come up with a beautiful story. Yeah, if you just make seeing three P three PO without his his gold uh, plating, yeah, the genesis know. of. No, you're right though, for sure. Like, and I I do believe, and Lucasfilm is sort of their own worst enemy in this regard. Where, like Corey, you you alluded to it, where. They they've said all along, every there's there's no one's telling us what to do. We can do whatever we want. Uh, I can take the story in any direction I, I choose. That's true to a point because I'm pretty sure I think we can all agree that they're whether it's Lucas's treatment that they're kind of working with as as a grand overall plan or something else that they came up with on on their own. They know where this ends, and Adam Driver has spoken about it where they had. Uh, an end goal with the Kylo Ren character. And it sounds like they've gotten to that, to where wherever he and JJ first had their conversations, where they would go with Kylo. I bet you they are, they've landed in that spot. So there, there was a plan. 
and he's he's one like one of the pillars of this of this sequel trilogy. So I I do believe that there there is a roadmap. They knew where they were going the whole time, and and for whatever your take is on the Last Jedi, it did shake things up, and it made things really interesting for 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 the rise of Skywalker. Um, but yeah, like I. We're still wrapping. We're we're about to wrap up this this saga, this trilogy, the saga, and like I said before, we're we're still kind of waiting on that left turn or that deviation in the plot where we're all gonna go, oh whoa! Like Star Wars, I think we all kind of feel like Star Wars needs that crazy plot twist moment, and we're we're still waiting on it in the sequel trilogy, and and we're looking at Ray's parentage as. It's not the first time parentage has, has served as as the left turn, but we're waiting for it again. And I think that's one of the reasons why we can't let this go as a fandom, beyond JJ kind of fanning those flames. But we also kind of don't trust JJ. Not not in a malicious way, but he's he's wily, right? Like he likes to deceive, he likes to keep the the mystery box. He likes to keep that element of surprise. So th- there's there's plenty of factors lining up for us just to not let this conversation die. I don't even know if it'll die once it once we find the answer. Nope. Oh no, it won't. <laughs> it won't. It's gonna be oh this guy retcon his retcon, blah blah blah, click click click. They ruined it. Whoa. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if if uh, they did basically what that article was talking about it were. At the end, Ray adopts the name of Skywalker. If she is still a nobody, at least we get to the point where she realized who she is and who she needs to be for future generations so that Skywalker never dies. Kind of, you know, this is a legend that needs to live on forever. Can I give you my theory? Yeah, well, no. that's, that's, that's where I wanted to go next. Like, have your thoughts on this, whatever Ray's family history is. Have, have your opinions or theories changed at all from where it was a month ago or three months ago, a year ago? Well, um, all I'm going to say is I'm willing to put a plate of calamari on the line <laughs> that we hear the name Lor Santeca in this movie. Ooh, I like that. You think that, th- that Ray could be Santeca's daughter, or either that, that a granddaughter, or or he was he's on that he was on Jakku mm-hmm. to watch over her like Obi Wan was watching over Luke. Yeah, something like that. Well, he was a bit of a traveler. He was all over the place, and he he happened to be at Jakku at the time of TFA. And he just happened to have the map to Luke Skywalker. <laughs> it's, it's the wills of the Force. I'm not, I'm not I'm not throwing it out. But no, no, no. I, I know, but I'm just saying it's like it, it could be like, well, yeah, it's low hanging fruit, but it 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 was the first scene of the, of the first movie and nothing. Yeah, he he just he has disappeared, and he to me uh, he seems like an important figure. Absolutely, a really uh, important figure, and it's, I always thought it was weird from the first time I watched The Force Awakens. Ray on Jakku. The Falcon on Jakku, Lor Santeca and the Church of the Force on Jakku. Like the the whole fall of the Empire at Jakku. What is up with this? Someone explain why this place is so special. 
beyond it's you know the emperor had interest in it because of what was out there in, in the great beyond of space that nobody knew about that he had his observatory there, there's more to the story about jakku for sure and it, does it have to do with ray and lor santeca i maybe but that's interesting calamari huh <laughs> i like calamari i really do whether I like I... smoked meat. Uh, nobody's getting calamari until I get my smoked meat first. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not a summer food, is it? What, smoked, smoked meat? meat? A big, a, Shut a big, your a mouth. A big pile of smoked meat when it's like 30 degrees in the sun? I don't know. I'll take, you, like I'll take you up on that. It's a cloud of meat in your mouth. I drove by Pete's. Uh, I was thinking, yeah, that's that's where we're going. Yeah, eventually we will definitely do that. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm serious. <laughs> Corey, what about you, man? Have have do you, where are you? Are you still stuck on your old theories, or have you moved off it? Well, I've never really changed. Like I've always kind of accepted the fact what 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 Ryan had said. Okay, I said if this is reality, I'm okay with it. It makes sense. It makes sense for Ray's character and uh, to put her in a position to be totally independent and uh, just strong as a as a female alone. You know, I, I really did like that. And again, like if they do whatever they do do, we know we're getting something. And to <laughs> me, that's important. Do do <laughs> do do. <laughs> whatever they do, we know it's gonna be, it's gonna have something to explain about her path. It, past it doesn't necessarily mean that. Oh, like I said, her parents are kings and queens, or she's a prince and Carlos uh, a princess and Carlos a prince. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean have to mean that, but. Uh, Although that is, love... th- those are exact words that JJ used once to describe Ray and, and Kylo true like i'd say of the force though you know what i mean that to me is poetic mm-hmm. but i just think there's there is it has swayed me in the sense that you know uh there is more to this story and it's to have made screen time and for to for jj to have mentioned it it's important i don't think it's always about uh because like, that's a selling point too you throw that out there and people kind of lose their minds right oh i'm gonna go see the movie now he knows that but at the same time, I think they've had this plan from the beginning and him and Ryan again have worked together. Ryan has, you know, kind of thrown things up in the air. It's a wild card. It's I love it, man. We don't know. And then it has kind of swayed me in the sense that, you know, if her parents are uh, some well-to-dos, I'm OK with that, too. Like whatever they give us, I'm just I'm excited for at this point. Like I think they're going to do it well. They're going to do it justice. And we're going to get something on our past, and it's going to be very intriguing. Even if it's that whole Vader, boys from Brazil thing, if she's a clone, and I don't know, like, the prophecy, all that stuff comes into this, and it's just, uh, I'm on board. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm halfway there with you. Like, I'm, I will be happy with just about any outcome at this point, like... Whether she remains a nobody or if she turns out to be Luke's daughter or someone else's daughter that we know, like as long as we get a good explanation and it makes sense and it ties to the story in a, in a good way and it tracks really well, I'll I, I'll be okay with it ultimately. Like, you know, I think I've I've accepted that the powers that be, you know, they've led on that there's more to the story, and so there's there's obviously more to be said, and and if. I think you close, you close the door on this plot point at your own peril. <clears throat> at this point, like if, if you're if you're going into this saying, I've already got the answer, 
and any anything added to it is 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 sort of a retcon or a problem i think at that point that becomes on you because there, there's more coming so i i, I don't know um, and I, you know what just i do i i do i i i admit i want the big gasp moment gasp moment in in, in this trilogy and if, if race parentage is is the springboard for that okay let, let's have at it um i i, I i'll <laughs> i'm gonna say i'll end it on, on this like whichever way it pans out i will definitely get um a bit of a petty rise out of watching the the air quotes the wrong side whoever ends up being air quotes wrong like just have absolute conniptions on twitter yelling at at abrams and and terrio uh, shouting at the other side of the fence on on people who believe this and they're right and I'm wrong, but I'm going to scream about it anyway. I, I admit that I will get uh, a, a really cheap thrill <laughs> watching Twitter burn like that. I'm sorry. I'm, I shouldn't. I should be more it's mature. It's lose than lose, that. man. Like one way or another, like I think it's going to be very hard to please everybody. And we know that already. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> for sure. Uh, is Carlos still with us? He's uh he's on and off. He's on and off, huh? I, I see on the Skype there. Carlos has left. Carlos has joined. Are we having tech issues again? What is going on here? What a loser! <laughs> oh, how dare you! So th- is that it, guys? Are we are we through with the Ray Parentage conversation for now? Until next time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which could I, be next I, I week. I love it to be. I love it to be honest. Like I don't want it to be. A divisive thing like i really wanted to yet unite people by the in the long run no oh, i don't say like what are not, you smoking this week you know they could write it in a way where no one was really necessarily wrong but it all kind of makes sense and i think that's where they're going to go with this they're not going to make it like super it's going to be ambiguous in the long run or not maybe not ambiguous is the wrong word but well, it's gonna be open ended. Going back a bit. to what Daisy said, she 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 says, "You know what the dealio is. We will know what the answer to her to her parentage is." So I, I don't think it's gonna be open ended or gray or. I don't think it's gonna be as necessarily as simple as whatever it is. But either way, I'm excited for it. I think it adds another level to the film, and I think uh, you know our expectations have not been looking toward that too much now. And I, th- I think it's a good thing that they that we're we're going down that road again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, part of me is is sick of the debate at this point because because we're so, we're so immersed in this and we're always online talking about it. Like we've laid our card cards on the table many well, times what, over. What hurts is when they start talking about the directors and like this and that and. Ryan and JJ and blah 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 and like just crapping on either or just for various reasons and it, that's not fair like the story's going to make sense I think in the long run and that's what's most important yeah yeah I mean I think it probably will make sense the people I, I think whoever ends up being again air quotes wrong if you if that's even a, a fair word to use they'll probably say it doesn't make sense you know what I mean? And like, like, and like I was saying, like 
people are so dug in on their position, I think. Not everybody, but a lot, so enough people are, are so deeply entrenched in, in what they think the answer is that like all, 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 all you see online now is just like this weird, I don't know, this weird like passive aggressive snippiness subtweeting that's going out there. And it's not, I don't like it, man. It's just that that's where that's where let's touch back on that for a sec. Like in this article, Daisy Ridley was saying it's fair game and you know, freedom of expression. But I think there's you no, know, I've been in this since the show started with the social media thing in star Wars. And like so, so much of it was such a shock to me with the toxicity, but I see what you mean with the, the sub tweets and the, I don't know. I just don't get that, man. Like civilized discourse or nothing, man. Like I, I just don't get it. Like I get people are attached to things and have their own theories and whatnot. But at the same time, like if it doesn't pan out, like if she's not a Skywalker or if she adopt, like if she adopts it, even at that, like it's gonna like make so many people mad. Like you, you just can't win, and that's the, the real sad part about this whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. You really can't. Wow, is is there? I don't know. You, there is no victory. It's just. Just tell the story and let the chips fall where they may and let, let people have their freakouts, good or bad. That's it. Like, that's what I want to say about Daisy Ridley saying, like, no, like, you, you shouldn't be – You can, people can freak out and express their opinion, but don't uh, – the snippiness, like you said, and the, the underhanded comments and the – just, you know, straight out, like, uh, being mean. Like, there's no – absolutely no need for that part of it. And expressing your own opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you can express your opinion without being a jerk. Says who? It is possible, Carlos. It can be done. I've seen it once or twice. Oh, well. <laughs> no, I mean, I just... I, I, I just kind of always hope for better for our, our fandom. And... <laughs> I don't know if that's naive of me. It it probably is. But I just kind of hope that whatever the answer turns out to be, that everybody can just kind of go, yeah, you know what? That's that's what uh, the creators thought made the most sense or made, created the best story. And it, it, it was their right to tell that story. And if it doesn't work for you, there, there, there'll be a next time. 2022. We, we, or Mandalorian. Maybe, maybe there'll be something else. But... Yeah, let's just let like just just let it be whatever it is, because what we know is that these people, the, the Abrams, the Johnsons, they care a ton. They're not mailing this in. They're not. They're, this is not just a regular gig to them. You know, they they are doing this because they they love Star Wars and they care. So whatever the story they've, the conclusions they've weaved. It for them, it's it's the one that makes the most sense and is, is emotionally resonant. So let's give them at least the benefit of the doubt for now that if the answer doesn't line up with your headcanon or if, if the story deviates from where it already seems to be pointing, you have to allow for that. You have to allow for that. Otherwise, otherwise you're shackling the creators. And I, I think that's totally unfair. Carlos, any, anything you want to add? No, I think, uh, I think we're good, man. 
We killed it until next time. Yeah, until next time. I think uh, next article that's going to come out, uh, it's probably going to be JJ walks back his previous statements about Ray's parents. Then we're going to do this whole backwards dance. Oh, boy. Until Triple Force Friday where we get, like, the homestead of little Ray with mom and dad. Oh, boy. (laughs) What does it all mean, Basil? (laughs) (laughs) I watched the first 10 minutes of that, uh, like, two nights ago. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to. I it, it popped up in my Netflix suggestions. I'm like, ah, oh, you know me too well, Netflix. Let's do this. <laughs> it's in mine too. <laughs> I, I had to give it I had to give it a go. It was already like twelve thirty at night, so I, I wasn't gonna do the whole thing, but yeah, I, I watched right up until he was uh thawed from his block of ice. And he takes like <laughs> Evacuation <that>. complete <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I was waiting for that part. Classic. 22 years old, that movie is now. If you want it to feel old. Jesus. 22 years old. But I am so ready for Austin Powers 4. So ready for it. Yeah, I need that in a big way. You couldn't... Like, those movies, as they are, can't be made now. Which I think is hilarious. Like, those movies would just be completely shouted down now. But I think you can make something really funny with Austin Powers being Austin Powers and just stepping on all the landmines that are out there in, in a social media-driven world, in a, uh, a very politically correct world or correcting world, and just have Austin, Austin Powers step on all of the landmines and have it blow <laughs> up in his face. It, I think that could be hilarious. Yeah, and in a really innocent way. I agree. Oh, God. Anyway, so... Let's uh, let's let's move ahead here. One more thing before we end the show, uh, we we always like to get our listeners involved. Um, so if you want to toss us a question or your speculations or opinions on whatever Star Wars thought pops into your head, uh, send that to us to tumblingsaber at gmail.com or hit us up on on Twitter or Facebook, and we will include them uh, in an upcoming podcast. And here's a question from Katie that I, I've been sitting on for like three weeks. We, we our schedule has been upended for a while. And uh, I, I told Katie, like, we'll, we'll get around to this one because I think it's a cool, cool question. So Katie writes, once upon a time, uh, Hello there. I was thinking there are many Star Wars scenes, sequences that I wish I could be a fly on the wall for. So that's my question this week. What scene would you have liked to have been a fly on the wall for? As always, guys, keep up the awesome work. Katie, thank you. This... Can I make an amendment before we even start answering? Yeah, sure. Can we not say the I am your father moment and the Sebastian Shaw under the mask moment? Can can we can we just like that's the low hanging fruit? Never even enter my mind. Alright, cool. Good. What about you, Corey? I know it was there. No. Did we lose Corey now? Obi Wan killed your father. Like that that like No. Yeah. I think it would have been awesome. Like to be uh, there, but it's low hanging fruit for me. Of course, it is like hundred percent same page as you, but it needs to be said. Like <laughs> the most interesting thing, the "I am your father" moment. You know, like no one knew about that. It was like Lucas, uh, Vader, or was it Dave Prowse? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the whole incident. Yeah, because Dave and, Prowse and said Obi Wan. 
And and James Earl Jones is the one who said I. No, but like there was a whole thing with where suppose the, the information leaked at one point and Prowse really took took the blame for it. Uh Hamill knew. But like uh Harrison kind of told Hamill at the premiere, like kind of looked at him when it happened, you know, and he saw the movie for the first time and was like, You didn't tell me, kind of, you know, like so that that was a big deal. So what I'm kind of curious about is how they cut that in um in the film, you know what I mean? Like you have a whole crew. George George told Mark Hamill to react as if Vader said I. And when Prowse says Obi-Wan, Hamill's acting to I and not Obi-Wan. That's it. Like the, I let's no one knew, I don't think, till but even at the end, the, the sound editors, someone else was let in in the editing department. It's not like Lucas like fully took over. So there was more people let in there. So I, I think that's a really interesting way to look at it. How and lucky it is, was George Lucas that you don't see Vader's lips move? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could get away with that stuff. It makes ADR yep. much easier. Big time. That's interesting. So I, it's definitely worth mentioning, but it's definitely the lowest hanging fruit because all those people on set are clueless. It's great. Best One of the best moments in cinematic history. So good. Now, did you take this question from like the like I I'm actually I'm I'm a member of the crew of this movie, or and I'm watching this scene being filmed, or I'm a fly on the wall, um, in the Star Wars universe watching this scene, like I'm an in-universe fly on the wall. No, I took I took it as in watching the film being made. I went the other way. I took it as a I, I I live I'm a fly that lives in the Star Wars galaxy and I'm going to be privy to some info or this this scene that the rest of the populace would never get access to. Which way did you go, Jesus. Carlos? Um, well, I'm not a fan of the '80s, so I wasn't a fly. I was Ant Man, <laughs> really small, hiding. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I went for like uh, scene, but uh, or. I could see but not be seen type of thing. So I'm not working on the movie, just I'm there. On set. On set, seeing the movie being made but not having any part in it, just like... Yeah, you're watching. Ghost, ghost of Christmas present. Yeah, just you, you know, if you know a there. guy, and so that person said, listen, I'll, you can come on set today, but just don't get in the way. Don't get in the way. Don't make eye contact with anybody. Don't talk. Don't... <laughs> In fact, don't no. come. Yeah. <laughs> Bow before J.J. Abrams. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so that, we'll that's... have a mix of perspectives here then. Yeah. No, I think it would be more fun because, I mean, those two, those two especially even with the, the Sebastian Shaw thing, like, there were, I think there was only one guy on stage. On, uh, there was the cameraman and the sound man. I think we're the only two people on, on set for that. Yeah, that, I mean, uh, that's, a, that's a secret you do not want getting out. Yeah, uh, I think, and I think that's a little bit of low hang, low hanging fruit as well. So, hmm. yeah, uh, if I had to go it from that perspective, well, anyway, you, I, I got to think about it. But Carlos, what what scene did you ultimately go with? Um, it's tough because if if you're on set, it's a lot less it's a lot less sexy than being in the movie and seeing, uh, let's say. 
um, Ray Park fight uh, Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson. Like, I would have loved to see, okay, cut, let's redo it. And and from that standpoint, to watch it being made. But uh, there's also a part of me that's like, yeah, that could be long and really boring. Um, and th- there's not many um, scenes that are universe changing in that sense. Uh, for for me, it would be the um, Palpatine and Anakin uh, scene. Uh, after, well, the Mace Windu going through the window and and the subsequent stuff just to get the shivers of that moment uh in the room i think would be uh, would be incredible so yeah. for me it's it's for me it's that but but there there are like so many other little things that like i said uh, the duel of the fates would have been awesome and um you know in universe like that battle of genosis would be incredible but i mean everything's done with green screen it's like boring so I'd, i don't see how how that could really uh, inspire me as much as uh, the Palpatine chamber scene. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm thinking on the, on the fly here about if I was to watch a scene get made. Um, I, I've seen Sidious in be, like the over the topness of his performance in in Revenge of the Sith. I would have loved to have been around for that. Well, just to see you, you, just to see Ian McDermott just just do his thing and just let this guy get into character and just just. Go nuts. I would have loved to have seen that. No, for, for all no, the actors, man. No, you will not. Like, yeah, <laughs> just... for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> for all the actors, though, in this, that, that's one thing where when I thought about this question, I'm like, I'm on set. I'm watching. It's interesting. What's interesting? And then I'm like, almost the entire prequels, like when they're doing like in the, the Senate and on Geonosis, all this stuff, it's all cg man it's all they're all green screen for them as an actor so first of all they have to kind of portray where they are which is going to be extremely difficult you know so that's where i was like if i'm a fly on the wall like i want to be live like uh in an environment you know what i mean i i don't want to be in an enclosed studio like if there's no like you know uh it's not i just think that would kind of be a, a bit of a letdown like even the duel of of the fates i thought about that it was han solo and kylo as well like i think that'd be cool to watch you know yeah that's a good one yeah you, but, you would want to see somebody give one hell of a either be on a really cool set or watch somebody just kill a performance tia sakar as well in rebels the, the narrative like just at the end a- uh, I like seeing her narrate that in the studio. Yeah, because because Filoni filled her in at the last minute. Like, here's what we're doing. This is what's happening. And no one else knew. Hera or Vanessa Williams didn't even know that she was a mother, basically. Marshall. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's late. But it is. you know what I mean? She uh, She didn't know. No one knew. So those kind of things, the secrets... Are, are the kind of things you want to maybe witness as a as a fly on the wall, but I think maybe 
Yub Nub would maybe be the best because that was real and it really happened. <laughs> and there was really like a big party in the trees and it was so cool. Except shut up. It's not real. <laughs> no, it happened. <laughs> what else would be co- the cantina scene too would be cool. I thought about that. Back in the day, like think about that 77, like George trying to put this people must have been like, man, this is weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just trying to piece that together. Hey, and look, it's a wolf man. Hey, why is the devil here? Like, what, what's going on? Did they run out of costumes? That's so good. <laughs> like IG88, the bar dispenser. Also, if, if I, I was going to say, if I if I had to go like sequel trilogy, it, it would be pretty much any scene with Adam Driver in it. Yeah, that pretty much. Just watching that guy work would be like, wow. So good. There's time to save the fleet. We could stop them. And it's like, no. Oh, just the inf- like. Well, I think the power of that scene is like the inflections on his face. And yeah. if, if you're on set, maybe you don't see that well enough. But that is one. Yeah, that scene is incredible. Yeah, yeah the shaking in his cheeks. It's- the not to me, like when he says not to me, and he's like, no, he shakes his head, not to me. Like that's that's pretty powerful stuff, you know. And he's a great actor. I think. Uh. Definitely best actor, uh, best actor in in the uh, sequel trilogy for me. Oh, but I don't. Yeah, I don't even think it's close. Ah, based on body of work, yeah, probably. He's been. Hamill, he's been, he's been put on a good performance. No, I, I mean of the actual performance in in the in the role that he's given. I think uh, he's. Blown I don't know. Away. If, yeah, I don't think there's an actor. In the in the the movies so far, that has done a better job than him. P- picture this though, take it back to all the way back to Star Wars: A New Hope. Supposedly, this is what I've read, if I'm not mistaken. The Death Star, like all the interior scenes of the Death Star, is like this one stage that they had kind of made right, and they just kind of changed all the surroundings around it with like. Yeah, they reorganized uh, the panels and uh, yeah. So yeah. like in a really small area. So I think that's kind of interesting if you think about it being a fly on the wall from George's perspective. Like ah, like you'd see why he almost had a heart attack and died. <laughs> well, this is, yeah, immense stress of making all that work. But uh, I would I would have loved to have seen any any scene with like Christopher Lee or Peter Cushing. Nice. Just watching those guys go to town and just. I mean, I guess it comes from the same place as my my Sidious pull. Just watching those legends, just just roll up their sleeves and get to work. That would have been incredible. Uh, I I would have loved like the Dagobah Swamp scene. Yeah, that would have been cool to be on set. Uh, just like yeah. that would have been interesting, even from like from a just lot to, of different perspectives. Just to watch Frank Oz work. Like. Yeah, yeah, for, just for that, just to see how they coordinate the puppetry and and make all that work. Like, all see, the see technicians, the with, like, though, the smoke, the the fog. Yeah, like, like the fog. Even the people who have to go in and like populate the the, the vines with like snakes and the lizards. Like, how, what are they doing? Like, how do they fit into the puzzle? How? Do, wh- when do they? When do they enter the scene to sort of put their animals in place? Like, I wanted to see all those pieces come together. That would be fascinating. Um, Jabba's throne room from from Jedi. I think that, like that that would be super cool. 
Yeah. The desert. Yeah. Am, am I a part of the crew? Am I allowed to hit on Carrie Fisher? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, too, but Jeez, I was like, no. Guys. I was like, let, let, let Carrie be the, uh, let Carlos be the, the creep. Yeah. No, I would no. I mean, what are you talking about? If I was if I was uh, an adult at the time, that you, I would definitely try to get with her. What's wrong with you? No, you're right. I, I don't want to deny myself that. Like Carrie Fisher in '83, like, even the photos, man. Of she, she was a good looking girl. Oh, she's beautiful, man. Just like yeah. you had, she had this angelic yeah, quality, but also like a, just a like you know a little devil. Also, <laughs> yeah. well, that's yeah. another scene. I, uh, bringing it back to to Peter Cushing, watching eighteen or nineteen year old Carrie Fisher getting in Peter Grill, uh, Peter Cushing's grill. You know the the, the whole uh, foul stench when I was brought on board scene. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Like just watching this this You're rookie so and this legend and how she, I think the whole reason why she was cast is because she could hold her own with the with those guys. Well, she grew up in, in, with with actors all around her all the time, and I, I don't think she was intimidated by anyone. No, I think yeah. I think it's just because she has steel a steel spine. Like, sure. Yeah. Uh, but from the other side of it, the side of where I originally attacked this question from Katie, uh, if I could be like an in-universe fly on the wall, uh, I would have loved to just observe the scene from. Uh, the end of Re- Revenge of the Sith, where Bale, mm. Obi Wan, Yoda discussing the separation of the twins. Yeah, that's pretty ballsy too. Yeah, that I'd love to have been a part of, or just as oh, look at this is what they're doing, huh? Oh wow, what information that would be to have. Yeah, they 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 really should have retconned that where Padme lived just a little longer, you know, so that Leia could actually remember. Ah. Uh... I, I would. I wish there was a way to, to have made that work, but the way that she dies and then Vader is born, and the the whole theory that came later that Palpatine sort of killed her and used her life force to to give uh, life to Vader. That kind of works really well to me. And the way it's cut together in the movie, just it's it's so good. But it it is that is a I guess a bone to pick that now we just have to say well the force the force is giving Leia visions. Uh, for me, for me, if if I'm taking it from your your standpoint, it's also from Revenge of the Sith, but it's um, it's Anakin leading the clone troopers to the attack on the Jedi Temple. Ooh. God, yeah, that's rough. Watching him kill those younglings. Hey. Just, just that soundtrack, like oh. Uh, I, I, th- I would love to be. I think my number one answer would be the deleted scene, where the, oh, uh, Bail Organa, the birth of the rebellion, yeah, Mon Mothma, Padme, all of these senators planning to rebel against Palpatine. I think yeah, that would I be like my that. number one choice. I would love to just be the the fly in the wall to overhear that. Holy shit! Have I got some info for you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spoiler hashtag spoilers. <laughs> bribe money. Give me some bribe money. Put that cash in my hand, sir. Uh, non-canon or not non-canon, but something that we've not yet seen. That I, if I was a fly on the wall, uh, the minute 
I've, I mentioned this in the past, but the, the moment where Obi-Wan learns that Vader survived. Hmm. I think we might get that in a show. we got to get that moment eventually. And I hope Ewan McGregor is the guy that gets to give it to us. Cause... Oh, please. If, if not, it's... That'll be hell to pay. I mean, that... <laughs> yes, Uncle Owen. <laughs> uh, I mean, that scene alone could carry an episode or two. Just the fallout, oh, yeah. the fallout that Obi-Wan just would go spiraling. That, that could be so powerful. But yeah, those... I guess I guess uh, double your money there, Katie. Good question. Yep, no. <laughs> All right, uh, that's that, that's gonna do it for this week. Um, if you liked our podcast, if you liked hearing the guys back together again, uh, don't forget to subscribe. S- subscribe to us on on your platform of choice and leave us a review on that uh, platform of choice, and we will read it on an upcoming podcast. And also, don't forget share share us with your friends. Tell us. Any of your friends who need more Star Wars in their life, that uh, the Tumbling Saber podcast is there for them. Uh, we want to shout out Mr. Rob Wade from Emotionally14.com and from Talk Star Wars. They endorse this episode of the podcast and all episodes of the Tumbling Saber podcast at Emotionally14.com as part of the E14 endorsed program. Uh, if you like laughing, if you like, uh, if, if you are, I think Rob calls himself the permanently teenaged. Uh, <laughs> If that sounds like you, uh, check out Emotionally14.com. See what Rob's got going on over there. And uh, thank us later. Uh, Be sure to check out our friends at the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Eight quality podcasts churning out great content in this. Even during this black hole of Star Wars news, uh, everybody's still out there having a good time podcasting, and and it shows. So check it out on iTunes as a podcast provider or at our home base on the web, StarWarsCommonwealth.com. And uh, that's it, guys. With all that out of the way, Carlos, remind everybody where they can find you on social media. You can find me at Music on Twitter and Instagram, where I'll be posting a shirtless picture tomorrow, so you can check that out. <laughs> or when you get this, it would have been posted on Monday. So uh, yeah. get, give that a like. And uh, you can also uh, like my Facebook page, Carlos Candido on Facebook. Uh, and... Uh, if you want to support what I do, go to patreon.com slash Creates and throw three bucks my way. Uh, that's a coffee, folks. Uh, you get to uh, listen to some quality music and um, support uh, my dream and, uh, you know, get a little something for it. So Cardos Creates on Patreon. Beautiful. Corey. Well, guys, it's been a while. So let me say <clears throat> you can find me. <laughs> At Chop Rules with a Z. <laughs> and definitely uh, check us out on our closed Facebook group. It's always fun in there. A lot of people just chiming in all the time, posting really funny stuff. And uh, it's awesome, man. It's yeah, like come, a come little safe haven. There. Absolutely. Come hang out with us in the closed Facebook group. Otherwise, you, you can find me in there. You can also find me on Twitter at Tumbling Saber and on Instagram also at Tumbling Saber. Come check it out. Love to engage with you there. Uh, that's it, everybody. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to episode 182. We'll be back next week with episode 183. And until then, may the force be with you, everybody. Have a great week. We'll talk to you later. Static draws me closer to your place.
Lions on your face Beating Strong Drifting Not relive this dream Over And over And over Again Please don't leave my heart broken Bleeding Don't believe it Don't believe it I'll wake up Sweating Not breathing If only to see you next to me Sleeping Soundly Smiling Not really this dream And over the strength I have, you gave, you build, and you run. That you gave Those walls you build Is all for me And I Become The man I want to be Your love And your Are you running away?